Hey guys, I want to take a second and remind you to check out our friends over at AJS Designs Boutique, where they make gifts for the ones that you love the most. They're awesome. They make anything from bow holders for your little girl to hat holders for your little man, shadow boxes, and so much more. They even make art display signs to show off your little Picasso's masterpieces. All the items are customizable. They're easy and fun to work with. Come up with a gift that's special for you or anyone that you love. Follow and like them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. They just made some awesome stickers for us that we're so excited to get out to you guys. So again, follow them on Instagram and their Etsy shop at AJS Designs Boutique and at AJS Designs on Pinterest. Fucking giggly. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh my lord. <laughs> Welcome to Uncle Buck's house. I am your host, Kyle Buck. I do have a co-host. His name is Nick Oaks. He's one of my best friends in the world. <laughs> I love it. What were we laughing at? Our producer and host with the most over here at Flyover Studios, BJ. The BJ. Um, anything goes here. We have some very fun things going on, some fun conversations all the time. Conspiracy corner. Zero six, zero six, zero six. The mark of Take the out beast. the zeros. Yeah. That McDonald's is the devil. Uh, oh, God. She's <laughs> 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 like, real glad I gave these guys a show. Yes, sir. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, once again. To Uncle Buck's house. Uh, it is uh, Valentine's Day. Um, I got Nick over here with me, and uh, and BJ's in the house. What's up, y'all? Hey, hey. It is. Uh, it is a. You know, it's just another day for me. Personally. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's another day for me. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's yeah. pissed. <laughs> I re- I refuse <laughs> to buy into this commercialism of buying yeah. you something you're gonna throw away. Yeah. <laughs> well, I buy you a rose that's going to die like most relationships anyways. Yeah. yeah. I I just get her a box of strawberry cover or uh, strawberries covered in chocolate. Actually, you guys saw what I did. I I made made some food. Oh that's yeah, those hash browns were delicious. The uh, maple-covered uh, sausage links are pretty damn good, I must say. Um, but you do like those maple-covered sausage hey, links. Hey, anytime you put maple on anything, I'll take it in my mouth. Um, are okay. we still talking about food? Hi-yo. Maybe. Hi-yo. That's <laughs> uh, how I got my job. No. Um, <laughs> the Z job? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I got my start in comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's how I. Uh, it's how I got into the Illuminati. You, you comics don't pay your dues like you used to. <laughs> you, hey, you got to pay the troll toll. Uh, um, Gravy tree. Yeah, this is pay to play here, guys. Uh, but yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's Valentine's Day. Um, you know, 
Uh, we did have an amazing show last night. I am going to talk about that here at the top, uh, um, just so that you guys. Uh, oh, and before we get too far deep into the show, um, I do want to go over a couple of plugs. First things first, um, I will be at uh, Joker's Comedy Club um, Monday night, uh, uh, February twenty second. Um, Aisha Brown and friends. It's going to be a Monday night of comedy um, down at uh, Joker's. Hit me up for tickets. Uh, uh, the, I believe there's a link through uh, Ted Hardy Entertainment. Um, and uh, yeah, so check that out. They'll be at Joker's Comedy Club Monday, February 22nd at Uncle Buck's house for tickets. Um, and let's see, uh, coming up on the 24th, actually, of February, we will have uh, the same Aisha Brown in Kettletop for Uncle Buck's Comedy Hours. It's going to be a good time. Um, but yeah, so we had an amazing time last night. We had the Valentine Show last night. Gwen uh, headlined our show, but we had a blast. We had uh, great sets um, from all the regulars, Stephen Riley, Blake Champlin, and uh, George Tallarico from Uncle Buck's uh, Comedy Hour. Uh, they had... a Awesome three minutes. Um, special guest Ben Howard and Katie Etledge did did really well. Um, I'm going to tell a little story about uh, Ben Say here in just a second. Um, but Dyke did a really awesome job, man. I was I was really happy to see that he he put in a lot of. Um, Put in a lot of time to crafting a lot of those jokes a little bit differently last time I saw them and they and they hit really really well. It's about time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. I I mean I didn't say it directly to him, but in my head I was like, we're finally. He's been know? he's been known as forever as the guy has all the talent, doesn't do nothing with it. <laughs> I love you, Dyke, because I know you listen to this yeah. and I know I'll get a text. Absolutely, no. He he did an awesome job. He he did an awesome job for sure. Um, and he actually got he got an applause break for a joke that was just. I mean, I'm 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 not gonna give away the punchline but it was just something that you generally would not get a get an applause break for anywhere else so um but yeah no it was it was a killer show Gwen did an awesome job and uh, i heard the stakes were fantastic um but uh but yeah no it, it was awesome i want to thank everybody that uh, that came out and uh, and enjoyed that show um and hung out with us so um let's see we're, we're going to transition here one thing that we did want to um talk about well no i actually want to tell a story about ben set and uh i i almost should have waited for the podcast for this just because it was like one of those things that is truly that shocking that funny but like so ben started off his set by acknowledging one of the one of the uh uh crowd members he was wearing a black turtleneck with a chain and like it he looked just like the rock from that picture with the fanny pack like like i love that yeah exactly everybody everybody knows that but like he he looked at him and said sir i don't i can't not talk about what you're wearing and he and the guy did had no idea what he was talking about and he goes uh uh like he goes you're wearing a black turtleneck with a gold chain and you know it's just uh sorry you good are you? Oh yeah, I'm looking up oh. black turtlenecks and gold chains. Oh shit. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I just got. I'm just sitting here like I don't know if I need to look at the wall or. No, it's all good. Um, but but like it's it was one of those things where, where old dude was just sitting there and had a, had black turtleneck with gold chain. He goes, dude, you look like you're playing, like, on the front of the like worst jazz album I've ever seen, and the, and it, and it got a really nice pop. But the guy goes, he pulls down the turtleneck, and goes, uh. I had surgery yesterday <laughs> and I'm wearing this turtleneck to cover the bandages and Ben just paused and, and like a pro he goes well and now I'm the asshole 
I would love to continue. Yeah, no, it was it was uh, it was pretty damn funny, and uh, it was a it was a great pop for a great set. Um, but no, that was a, that was a whole lot of fun. I want to thank everybody for coming out. Um, and so let's transition to something that we kind of want to talk about here. It is Valentine's Day, and so it's crazy that we're that we're celebrating Valentine's Day like because of an execution. You know what I mean? St. Valentine's was killed. For those of, of you that don't know, um, you want to give us a, a rundown of that story, Nick? <clears throat> yeah, St. Valentine was uh, quite the quite the ladies' man. And um, uh, back then, um, you were not allowed to kind of go through um, marriage at a certain age. You had to be a certain age to do so. And St. Valentine being the person that he was and the lover that he was, he said, fuck that. I ain't doing that. I'm I'm gonna be marrying people in the back. Y'all can catch me <laughs> well, up in the back. This is this is something that I have always kind of wondered. Is like that, yeah, because the the government was like putting a a shutdown on you know young men could not get married. But what was that cutoff? Did they have uh, the like, cutoff where the boys started telling people that were they're getting raped by the saints and the and the priests in the back. <laughs> I I would think that that's that that's where the cutoff would be. <laughs> well, it, and so then that begs the question. That begs the question: like, was who was he? Like, was he marrying ch- like children? Are are that is that what's going on? Are are there like twelve year olds like going into holy matrimony and like Saint Valentine is just like yeah, you kids can get married. Hell yeah, fuck right here. Well, people got married. Um at a pretty early age back back then because there was a lot of a lot of arranged marriages lots of farms uh, yeah. things like that yeah that that, um, that is true that is true so uh, with the, with it being just the religion itself it was just more of a control thing yeah that makes and, sense and and you can't it's harder to control young boys who obviously we know what's been going on with young boys in in and the Catholic Church and whatnot, um, but it's not—it's not just that. Um, you know, they can't really influence a boy to become a priest or to get into religion and be that type of person when they're married or when they have a family. So, I think it—it's—it it, it was more towards that gotcha. than anything. That's a good point. It had to do with the army. Oh shit. Yeah. So oh, they they would be better soldiers if they didn't go into the. So what happened was is Saint Valentine was beheaded, dragged through and beheaded. Yeah. On February fourteenth, around the year two seventy A.D., Valentine, a holy priest in Rome, in the days the Emperor Claudius II was executed under the rule of Claudius the Cruel. Rome was involved in many unpopular and bloody campaigns. The emperor had to maintain a strong army, but was having difficulty time getting soldiers to join his military 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 leagues. Claudius became believed that Roman men were unwilling to join the army because of their strong attachment to their wives and family. To get rid of the problem, Claudius banned all marriages and engagements in Rome. Valentine, realizing injustice, of the decree hmm. defied Claudius, continued to form marriages for young lovers in secret. Oh shit! Um, and the other thing that was pretty interesting about it. Um, didn't they? I think they changed the person here in 1970. I think it was. Um, I, I saw that. Sure I'll that. look it up. But while he was in jail, he left a farewell note for the jailer's daughter, who became his friend. Signed it from your Valentine. So for his great service, Valentine was named Saint after his death. In truth, the exact origins identity of Saint Valentine are unclear, according to the Catholic Encyclopedia. At least three different Saint Valentines, all of three martyrs, are mentioned in the early. Uh, Metrologies, metrologies. 
M-A-R-T-Y-R-O-L-O-G-I-E-S for those playing at home. <laughs> Under the date of 14th of February, once a priest in Rome, the second one was a bishop um, in Italy, and the second one was in Africa. Um, but basically what happened was, um, here's uh, in four, 496 AD, Pope Galicius decided to put an end to the feast of Lupercala and declared that February 14th, be celebrated the St. Valentine's Day. Gradually, February 14 became a day for exchanging love messages, poems, and simple simple gifts. Interesting. Okay. I mean, so so hmm. it, so basically, it's like a sort of a Robert Johnson story. There are a couple different sort of Valentine's guys or yeah actors, and they just kind of all called them the same sort of thing. So, and and he got sainthood posthumously. You said right, like like it was after he was dead that he was like they started calling him saint. Yeah. So you're saying yeah, interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, I thought he was a saint. Like I thought he like that, that was had his sainthood. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't know it was afterwards. Huh. But I mean, I'm curious to know, um, like the Catholic Church uh, claimed that shit immediately. They're like, yep. Did they have a <laughs> law um, that said like if you were married that you didn't have to go to war or something? Is that I, the way? The way uh, it kind of sounded like it sounded like you're a shitty soldier. Yeah, that you mm. you, you didn't. Oh, yeah. You're that not willing to risk your life if you have you, someone back home. Yeah, kind of what I was explaining, just in war yeah, in war yeah. terms. You weren't Zack Snyder 300, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is your profession? I'm a carpenter. Get the fuck out of here. We don't need your wood. Yeah. We, <laughs> we, we have our own wood. We got stone wheels now. Buddy. 300 cocks. <laughs> oh, here's, here's something hilarious. Even the hunchback has a boner. This is from NPR. It says, The Dark Origins of Valentine's Day. I'm just going to read this quote. Though no one's pinpointed the exact origin of the holiday, one good place to start in ancient Rome where men hit a women, drum roll, drum roll please, by hitting them. <laughs> oh, oh wow. What? So they hit on women by literally hitting them. Yeah. Oh, my God. So they, would, they would just walk up like that was the way you showed affection on Valentine's Day, which is punching a chick? Well, it does It does make sense, though, because in the last article we read that the, um, the Romans celebrated the feast of Lupercala. Um, men sacrifice a goat and a and a dog. Really? See, Damn. the funny the funny part is we only like pretty animals. The ugly ones, let's just get rid yeah, of them. Goats right? yeah. okay. That's a, a Dennis Leary thing. That's not my thing. <laughs> the men sacrifice a goat and a dog, then then whipped women with the hides of the animals. Just that they had just slain. Oh, Holy they were just having fun. They weren't that that. What yeah, the fuck does that have to do? What kind of ritual is like that? S and M with more steps. <laughs> Yeah, babe, Valentine's ain't over. <laughs> Some bondage, to, and we gotta yeah. get a we gotta get a different dog and a goat. Where oh where, where can gosh. we get a goat at this time of night? <laughs> oh Holy God. cow, that's that is so bizarre. So like, hey, so we got this goat and this dog. <laughs> what do you think the women say the Fe- night before? February's around the corner. They layered up. <laughs> they layered up. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, the Roman romantics were drunk. They were naked, says Noel Linsky, a historian at the University of Colorado in Boulder. Young women were actually lined up for the men to hit them. Linsky says they believed this would make them fertile. Why didn't they show this in Caligula? Um, <laughs> why didn't they put this on our cards in grade yeah. school? Hey, Hallmark, you're missing it. Come you know, on. We've Maybe been, that, we've been think lied about to. this. Think about this, though. As a young child, if a boy hit a girl, pulled her hair, they're like, oh, he likes you. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's where it started. That's oh, true. Shit. That's oh, true. Oh shit! It's just carried on the genetic DNA, the yep. hypergenetics. That's where the term carrying on that 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 ancient DNA. Well, I mean, like, the, I mean, there were thousands of years of civilization where 
you know, like we, we actually Ben and I were 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 um, talking about how uh, in the um, in hardcore history, Dan Cummings talks about how history books just say that Genghis Khan took many wives, mm-hmm. like, and that's that's just an easier way of saying raping. Yeah, like that's the, like and like like there was one section where he says uh, uh, Genghis Khan um, hated one of his enemies so much that he took his mother as a wife, and it's like. Come on, like, like, like we need to be we need to be honest about our history here. Like, you know, and 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 there were thousands of years of civilization where it was just a it was a it was a it was a knock and grab sort of thing when it came to ladies. It's just like I knocked this one out and took it home. Mm-hmm. Like that's fucked up, dude. That's so insane. Isn't, yeah. isn't that called the old number eight on Blazing Saddles? Isn't that what that is? He goes, the I don't remember specifically. That's where we go riding in the town. God, I haven't seen that in forever. <laughs> oh, I gotta watch, I'm going to watch that now. Tonight. Yeah, I need to rewatch that so bad. I, I love that movie. Here's the other thing. the brute, and, and basically, they these so they had a lottery. So us three would go down there. We would hit some women, <laughs> right? And then we would that be matched up so with women. And we, we would actually stay with them for the whole weekend. And if it, if it worked out right, we would stay longer. So interesting. So, so it's like made, a dating game. Yeah, except for against their will. It's awesome. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> could, could you imagine oh if God, Tinder dude. had this step in, in <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if Tinder had a fight mode. <laughs> you just okay, okay, guys. You guys have gotten through step ones and two. We're going on to step three. Now yeah, now, yeah. ladies, if if you'd like to get hit, this yeah, is this he, is the time. You hooked right. Uh <laughs> be huge in the south <laughs> oh my god okay so he just right jabbed you wasn't quite as strong as a right hook but jesus that is so insane to me so like like the uh well i'm glad that's no longer a tradition you know what's like like what's so crazy is like 10 years from now someone could segment that two minutes and cut out that last five seconds i said where it's like glad that's not a tradition anymore <laughs> and they're like this podcast they're gonna <laughs> funny um but no it's it's like yeah that's and like like isn't that where the term rule of thumb comes from like like the term rule of thumb Mm -hmm. comes from like you know you needed a like what they needed to go pick a stick that wide or whatever Mm -hmm. to like beat their wives or whatever like what the shit well and then you got the you know the finger uh you know how they measured weed bags back in the 60s and 70s i I misspoke it's the number six okay so so i pulled this up for you guys oh the old number six property the rightful owners there must be some way of scaring them off driving them out of getting rid of every human being alive uh, uh, oh it's down the hall and to the left no I sir what? sir what i got it you do what 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 i know how we can run everybody out of rock Ridge. how we'll kill the firstborn male child in every household <laughs> too jewish let's <laughs> <laughs> see i got it i got it so, what? We'll work up a number six on them. Number six? I'm afraid I'm not familiar with that one. Well, that's where we go riding into town. <laughs> a whopping and a whopping. Every living thing that moves within an inch of its life. Except the women folks, of course. You spare the women? No, we rape the shit out of them <laughs> at the number six dance later on. That's marvelous. That's so creative. Ow! <laughs> Oh my God, dude, dude! This this is why you God can't find bless this movie now. Mel Brooks. God bless Mel Brooks, dude. <laughs> this, this this is why you can't find this movie now. Like I have looked everywhere in like I have even, in the other room. Well, you can't buy it like even digitally. Like I have it now. I found I, I I can't find it anywhere. I'm sure you could probably do eBay or something along those lines, but like yeah, it's uh 
this this movie is is the Hedley is the Lamar. So good. What a good. <laughs> where the white women at? Ah, so good, man. Fart jokes in the old west just never get old. They Excuse really me don't. while I whip this out. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Um, you, you mean, I wa- I watched that the first time. I think I was in eighth grade at a friend's house. Yeah, and I was just like, "What is this?" I was probably around the same age. Watched it over at my buddy's house. Yeah, and I was, so good. So I made my mom go out and buy it on VHS. Mm-hmm. I just watched oh, it, man. and she didn't. My mom didn't understand. She's like, "I don't yeah. get it." Yeah, <laughs> uh, what a great film. Gene Wilder, R.I.P. You know, um, never have comedy like that again. Man, it's a, it's an, it's another, it's a, it's a whole other level of funny. Um, but yeah, no, like, in, in Valentine's Day, in and of itself, man, like, is so strange because there's like this weird pressure from the external. To 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 do something because everyone else is yeah buy shit yeah well yeah or also like now it's even extended to social media you know what I mean like mm-hmm. like like God bless the couples that aren't required to post today you know a lot of people post it because they want to and that's fine if you, if you post it today that's fine but there are people out there that are gonna get into an argument if someone didn't post fast enough or if someone didn't like like like. That used to be me. Dude. Like, I I used to get in trouble. I mean, well, okay. So, and I had situations where that was, too, where where that was a thing. But I, And, of course, I'm not there anymore. But, like, it was because at the end of the day, it's one of those things that, like, maybe is, is cool and thoughtful, but it doesn't really no, matter. No, no. You know what I you're mean? There, you're there with them every day. You sure. tell them you love them every yeah. day. You know, it, it, it doesn't need to be paraded that you're with your wife of 10 years and yeah. it's a valentine's day and, and you shouldn't need one day out of the year to express extra love you no, know what i mean right right like like it's it, it's it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird sort of reverse psychology it's almost like everyone dumps all this love out of mm-hmm. themselves on february 14th and then they're just like we can argue for the next yeah i ain't got year, no more love to give like, i gave yeah, it to it's you it's like when 14th. people go to church on sunday and then you know you know, go get wasted and beat their kids afterwards. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> so we talk about church a lot on the show, and then we all have a guest today, so I'll tell a story. So I used to be really good at basketball back in the day, right? I just graduated. Um, I was going to go play ball somewhere, but I broke my foot. Trent, I went up for a dunk in a game, whatever, rolled my ankle, whatever. So I did, and I met Steph, so we moved in together. Uh, and Seymour, there's this church that has a college-sized court, and you would pay two, three bucks to go there and play, and it was awesome, right? So, um, doing very well. And I go sit down, Steph's sitting next to me, and this guy goes, he goes, uh, do you go to church? And I was like, oh, fuck. I was like, no, I'm sorry. I don't. He goes, well, do you want to play on a basketball team? And I was like, where? He's like, well, this church has a basketball team. Would you like to play on it? And I was like, do I have to go to church? He goes, no, 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 no. But do me a favor. Basketball season falls during like Easter. If you could show up that day and <laughs> make an appearance. <laughs> You know, because we have like, you know, like during attorney, like our, uh, our our pastor and our youth ministers or whatever they go, I want to make sure at least, you know, they see you in the church. Yeah. It's like, do I have to stay during the whole ceremony? He's like, no, 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 just show up. Show up early. And I was just like, and they wonder why there's something wrong with the religion. <laughs> exactly. He was yeah. exactly Dead right. serious. And yeah. This, at that time, the guy was probably my age, around 40, telling me like, hey, man, we really need you. For like, sure. It's like, well, it's insane, dude. <laughs> what like, I, first game, fucking... I got goddamned. First game, I got goddamned. <laughs> Isn't this game. a church league? I got tackled. Jesus. I got tackled by someone who I used to date his daughter. 
And oh, then, that's why you got tackled. No, I stole the ball from him. Then he tripped me. <laughs> and, and then, and I was like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, and he got, all right. I, as soon as I took the ball, he's like, God damn it. And I was like, so was, I walked over to Steph and I was like, where the fuck am I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what is this place? I was like, I just got F bomb GD'd. Yeah. And I was like, and then our I town church motherfucker. You're yeah. in hell, sir. I mean, Catholics were the worst. Which dude. Uh, so what? Speaking of I-Town Church, what even is this Walmart fucking col- is it, co- col- is it I-Town? conglomeration? Yeah, I-Town Church. I've been to it. Have you been there? Oh. <laughs> What's this place about? <laughs> it's everything. So, Isn't it like the Ikea of Jesus? So there's one, There's there's one I think, in Fishers, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's right by my house. Yeah, that's yeah, one, it's, that's it's one I went to, him, yeah. right? So, and they have like a, like, and stuff's like, hey, I'd really like to go check it out, right? And I was like, cool, I'll go once. I, I don't, whatever. I, so, I almost want to go just to check it out So once. I go, walk in, and they have like a cafe, like you get yeah. coffees. It's like real cool. Yeah. People wearing what they want to wear. I think you can get food at that cafe when like there's not pe- like it's it's an actual cafe after Regular church. hours. And yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it looked, it looked, it looked like every hipster. Like they, so one of my favorite shows is called Flaked. It's two seasons on Netflix. Check it out. It's basically like Venice. It's like people in Venice are in this church. It's kind of the vibe, right? Just like, yay, how are you, bro? Yeah. And then we go sit, <laughs> we go sit down, and they have a stage, and they have like this like monitors, and they have like from I guess I Town, they're all connected or whatever. That's their theme, right? Yeah. All they do is play music. That's, yeah. And I heard their band is is it's pretty badass it's, well, it's like yeah, a because, no, no, no. the production is great the music is great yeah. the, the the i'm not knocking any of the, the production's probably 50 grand a sunday yeah it, probably it's it's beautiful right but here's what my problem is like i get more out of a, us three sitting around talking about hey hey let's look what do you get from this i don't need jesus saying at me yeah right even yeah, jesus yeah. be like bro that's enough yeah right right for sure but they don't really do too many scriptures like i think even the one i went to he had one like one of these little <laughs> the ear the microphones come around yeah and then you know he's like talking and then but there's some music in the background like someone's still playing the piano or the guitar yeah and i was like this feels like well so like what what is their denomination they don't have one okay yeah so so it's basically just like they're interpretation they're basically masons is what they is. it's their interpretation <laughs> yeah. of the bible I mean, it's like everything else. It's 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 their interpretation, but they want to make it hip and cool, which which I respect because yeah, old school church was a eighty year old man yelling at you that you're gonna go to hell. And certain I went to Southern right. Baptist, sure. it was yeah, awful. Yeah, yeah. snakes right. and shit. Yeah, no snakes. No, no. Com- no that, that's pen- that's Pentecostal. Oh, I always get that uh, mixed up. Yeah, yeah. But I was in, I left early. I went and sat in a car. I started. I went in a car and started smoking cigarettes. I was like, I can't. I can't be in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like. I've, you know, I've had my share of sermons that I've gone to a lot. Most church that I went to growing up was, uh, you know, with the promise of CCs afterwards. So like, you know, CCs. there was, dude, uh, I missed that place. <sighs> fucking CCs. There's still one open. Where? There's still one. Right, they reopened them. Not right, for long. The, um, <laughs> it was, uh, right there on, um, 31 Oh, oh shit! So that's you, close to you. So, so yeah. So if you take thirty, so if you take thirty-one and go all the way over the bridge, four sixty-five bridge, it's right there to the left. Oh shit! All right. Well, we we might have to do that one time after a podcast yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, I think so. I'm still full from three thirty a.m. Fucking white castles. <laughs> I don't holy know how. Shit. I don't know how this came out. Yeah, holy shit is right. We're talking about holiness and well, shit. that's kind of what I'm wondering because I'm I'm sitting here like so, there's something's something you know there's a seven point one earthquake in Japan. <laughs> Did you hear about that? It, was it your stomach? Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, not to, you know, for some people probably died in that, but like. Godzilla! 
<laughs> oh, I got yeah, I got in trouble by the meme police alert. What the so, so there's this um, uh, chat we're in for all the upper management or whatever. So I took a picture of the Fort Wayne Fort Worth crash. And oh I put, shit! I yeah, put hashtag my team today. Oh fuck! <laughs> it's uh, I got it too soon. I was like, uh, my bad. I didn't. No one said anything to me or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. but um, my boss called me. He said something, and I was dying laughing. Yeah. That's. I mean, I said, th- "Did you know him, dude?" Th- that video is so fucking insane. I I didn't watch it. I can't. I don't. I don't I, want I, to. I didn't realize what it was because I I follow this Instagram page called Bad Drivers Official. And oh it's, my god! Yeah, yeah, and and so a lot of it is just you know stupid ass drivers. Like it's really not centered oh, around okay. horrific crashes. Like that's it's not, what I thought it was. I was like, you just watch this no, page no, of horrific crashes. No, it's no, it's, it's actually quite entertaining sometimes. Like like the, like there was one earlier, BJ. I might have to send you a link of it. All right. But this grandpa falls asleep at the wheel. <laughs> this grandpa falls asleep at the wheel while his grandson is in the passenger seat asleep as well. He falls asleep. And and uh, uh, BJ, I'm gonna send it to you. Okay. Um, but like, yeah, dude, that shit was so insane. It is hilarious because, because the tr- none of the all the cars moving are in high speed. Like my grandpa used to fall asleep at the wheel all the time, and I was so scared to dr- to ride with him. I would always have to like be like, Grandpa, you all right? You good? I'd have to <laughs> nudge him, and you you would hear him start to breathe heavy, and I'd have to, and I, Hey, Grandpa, you good? You need a coke or something? <laughs> you need some coke or something i mean I, <laughs> yeah i know i know what you mean but like yeah yeah but he like uh but yeah this uh, i just sent you the video bj um and dude it, he would react like this grandpa's about to react oh, to it. it's so fucking it, it's it's scary but it's funny but like what's so crazy about that accident was it the the cars just didn't like the truck trucks did not stop like they could not stop this ice was so thick on the roads there that they were going as fast as they were and like dude crazy and what like five people died in that right thank god it was it was that like that least amount of people yeah it could have been way worse there were 35 cars involved right so like yeah i mean you don't want to see anyone pass but you know five out of what the potentially at least you know if there are two people in each could have been up to you know seventy, 70 people plus, or yeah. more. Yeah, when I, I I only saw the ending picture and I was just like, yeah. Lord. Well, the, there was one story that I saw. A guy was on Nightline or something like that, and he was talking about how he was in one of the middle stages of the wreck and he was able to get out of his truck. Saw a woman was stuck in her car, and went over to go help her. And he was kind of reaching in to get her out of the car. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw a semi not stopping, and he had to make a decision whether to jump out of the way and let her get hit and die because there's a semi getting ready to hit the car right behind her. She was not going to survive that. Oh, my God. And so he had to jump out of the way, oh. save himself, and just fuck. Like, hey, you just were on your way to work or whatever. Like, how, like, how do you, here it is. Oh, the, the grandson's asleep, too. Grandpa's falling asleep. He's doing everything he can to stay awake. He shook his head. No one. It ain't happening. And there he, just, he goes. Oh, there he goes. Nope, oh, nope, oh, not today. Oh, shook his head. Shook not his today. Head. Not today. And then when the mouth goes open, you know it's a thing. Mouth goes open. There it is. There it is. Starts to go off the road. Oh, save him. Save him again. Is he smiling? <laughs> 
Holy shit. And he's listening to Fox News, of course. That put me to sleep. God damn it, anyway! Pushed me in the damn road! The guy said he pushed me in the damn road! Jesus. The guy pushed me off into the damn road! There's no one there. Get off! The guy came, that white car came and hit me! Oh, I'm old. <laughs> 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 I love this. He, he stuck to that story. Yeah, he, he held on to it the whole time. He's just like, <laughs> he was, this white car! It's like, the car was up there. That car was ahead of us 40 miles ago, Grandpa. <laughs> what the sh... I mean... Oh god my damn. god! But uh, but yeah, um, what did I, I, I'm still trying to figure out what he said. God damn it! That's what car knocked me off the damn road. Oh, that was great. Oh man. Um, so there is. Uh, let's let's transition topics a little bit. Uh, what do you want to talk about the documentary I watched? You want to talk about Merlin first? What do you want to do? Oh, let's do the documentary first. Okay. So I watched uh, recently a documentary called The Dissident. Uh, if that sounds familiar to you, um, the uh, it was done by a gentleman by the name of Brian Fogle, who's just recently on Joe Rogan's podcast talking about this, which is how it came to my attention. Um, he was the guy who made the uh, Icarus documentary, which was exposing doping, uh, the Russian Russian doping uh situation and it was a it was a groundbreaking documentary in fact it's the reason why there's a lot of darpa regulations that have been pressed down upon you know national uh uh you know um sports you know all over the world um because of this documentary and and so this is kind of an equally eye-opening documentary to me um however it is not getting the distribution you would think it would. Uh, so the the guy who is praised for making this Icarus documentary, his next his second you know release is very sought after. Um, however, the only way to watch it right now, I believe, unless it's expanded in the last week or so, um, is to pay six dollars for it on Amazon. And it's not on. It's it's a new release. It's not on any of the new release shit. You have to search it, and it's like kind of you know it's like two or three down. Jesus. And so. Which is which is odd, um, because um, the documentary is about uh, Jamal Khashoggi. Um, some people who may uh, recognize that name, he was in the news in 2018. I, it was, I believe, it was the fall of 2018, October 2018. He walked into. Uh, he was a Saudi Arabian journalist. He worked for the Washington Post. Now, the reason why it's interesting that he works for the Washington Post because the Washington Post is owned by Jeff Bezos, and um, uh, Jeff Bezos also owns Amazon, who is not. You would think that he, someone who's telling the story about his own employee that is, uh, uh, you know, who was wronged. You would think that this would probably be somewhere on Amazon. We we'll want to promote it, but for some reason, it's not. So, um, so the, the the story is that Jamal Khashoggi, um, he is engaged to a woman, and he um, is living in Istanbul, Turkey, at the time, and uh, he needs to go in. And he is a Saudi Arabian national, so he has to go into the Saudi Arabian consulate in Istanbul, Turkey, to get his uh, national 
birth certificate. Um, not, not birth marriage certificate. And so he arranges ahead of time with the representatives of the consulate that he's going to come in, show his passport. He's going to get this marriage certificate taken care of and, uh, you know, so on and so forth. So he goes into the uh, uh, consulate and never comes out. And it became major national uh, worldwide news um, that his fiance they he went in there at 1 p.m. and by 1 a.m. she stood out there waiting, calling anyone that she could, and he would not come out. So obviously something's wrong here. They start digging into it, and come to find out, um, this is kind of gross for anyone Spoiler who doesn't. Who does, well, uh, well, I mean, um, it's 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 gore definitely uh, is th- um, the fact that. They dismembered him. They suffocated him um, for seven and a half minutes, and upon his death, they dismembered him, and uh, uh, they found a furnace inside of the consulate where they likely burned um, his bodies, or burned his body and its parts. Um, now, if you're wondering why did they do this, the documentary goes into a lot more detail, so I'm going to try and kind of, you know, you really need to watch the documentary because it goes into such a deeper level than I can give you here in this without, because it's kind of a whole episode on its own. But the long story short is that Jamal Khashoggi promotes freedom and democracy, um, and he promotes um, a representative government, um, but he is Saudi Arabian. And in Saudi Arabia, you have the kingdom, and you have the king. Now, in Saudi Arabia, they just emancipated women in 2000, I think it was 17. Um, a gentleman by the name of, he goes by MBS, uh, Mohammed bin Saloud, I believe. Um, he is the king of, uh, Saudi Arabia. He, you know, emancipated women. So it wasn't until 2017 that women in, uh, Saudi Arabia could even get driver's licenses. The reason that the media exists in Saudi Arabia is to promote the kingdom. If there is any media outlet that is critical of the kingdom, they are fired and possibly imprisoned or killed. Well, Jamal Khashoggi, um, was very vocal against, um, the Saudi Arabian government, and uh, through hacking of his phone, um, well, through hacking of someone that he was working with's phone, they discovered that he was helping financially support people that were promoting free speech in Saudi Arabia. Um, and because of this, and because of his stature, and the fact that he had over a thousand Twitter followers, uh, I mean, a million Twitter followers, um, or actually, no, it wasn't that much. I'm probably over exagger. I'm probably exaggerating the million, but it was like a couple hundred thousand. Hundred thousand. It, yeah, it was. It was a couple hundred thousand, which is a lot for Saudi Arabia. It's a country of uh, not a, not as many people as you might think. I don't have these stats off the top of my head. However, yeah, and eighty percent of their population is on Twitter. Exactly. On Twitter. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, and and that was one of the mind blowing things about this documentary is that only twenty percent of the American population is on Twitter. And we know how influential Twitter is to our world and our media, you know, situation. Meanwhile, 80% of Saudi Arabia is on Twitter. And that is how they drive their national narrative. Mm -hmm. Print media is dead, obviously. So Twitter is how Saudi Arabia, you know, controls their people. Yeah, and, and, and just for perspective, like, we don't see Saudi Arabian, Saudi Arabians, like, in our feeds, like yeah. we're not looking at their unless stories. we go out of our way to follow them, right? For sure. Right. So you would have to assume that you know all they're seeing is Saudi Arabian 
propaganda, essentially. Well, and also because of the fact that Saudi Arabia is taking control of their IP. So, so they control the internet. If you have a Saudi Arabian, if your physical locator is within Saudi Arabia, they have control over your mm. feed. They can kind of like dictate their internet in the way that, like, uh, you know, they, they can control the IP the way Comcast could like slow down their internet right. or something. The way that my work controls our IP. Sure. Yeah. Where we clock in and out, they know. Yes. Yeah. Yep, yep. Thirty-four yeah. million. Thirty-four million people. Saudi Arabia. Okay. Yeah. So Ooh. that's the, the, that's roughly what one tenth of the U.S. Yeah. It's it's point four five of the world's population. Okay. All right. Um. So so yeah. But eighty percent of them are on Twitter, and so that's how they control their national narrative. Well, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, and uh, well, a group of people that have had to leave. Saudi Arabia, a ton of people have had to leave Saudi Arabia simply for fear of their life. Um, and one of the guys that was part of this group uh, realized that what the government was doing was they were hiring thousands of these Twitter trolls. They called them flies. And and they weren't necessarily trolls. They, they served a purpose. Their purpose was to attack the free thinkers and the free speakers on social media and bury them under pro Saudi Arabian government hashtags, which one of them is agenda 2030. Um, and so, and so what would happen is someone would promote free speech, all these. Uh, so imagine what 25,000, uh, um, 25,000 people with 15 to 20 counts each. And they go and just bury a single post within, within an hour is buried under twenty five to thirty thousand anti you know anti what they're saying tweets and hashtags retweets Jesus. all that sort of stuff. So in order to combat that, this group decided that they needed to get outside of Saudi's government. So they started buying international SIM cards from countries all over the place. So they'd get Denmark, Norway, genius, Spain. They yeah, they'd get other countries very smart move. Yeah, they'd get other countries SIM cards put them in their phone so that way the Saudis couldn't track them specifically and started um, uh, a defense called the bees. And these were the, these were those that were fighting the flies. And so what would happen is a bee would be assigned 15 to 20 um, free thinkers. These free thinkers would go tweet. And at that time they would say, Hey, Jamal Khashoggi is going to tweet at three o'clock at this point. All of us that are bees need to retweet, 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 retweet with these hashtags. So that way we can fight the algorithm that they are manufacturing themselves in Saudi Arabia to get free thought into the minds and on the feeds of Saudi Arabians. And it was starting to have a very solid effect. They started to see these hashtags tending, trending higher and higher and higher on their list. And um, so through the Pegasus software, um, which for anyone who doesn't know, the Pegasus software is where they break down. Um, well, so someone sends you a link or have you ever gotten a text on your phone where it's like, you know, uh, you uh, check this link for free night stay at this hotel. Mm -hmm. And if you click that link, you know, it sends you to a real yeah. website. But phishing. It's, it's, it's exactly, a phishing link. Exactly. And so if you hit that link, it goes to a real place. However, what you've done is you've allowed it to enter the back door of your phone and start siphoning the data to whoever owns that yep. Pegasus software. And so the Saudi Arabian government uh, owns or has the you know this software. You're describing this, and I just keep thinking Facebook for some reason. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> and so and so Saudi Arabia 
um, owns this Pegasus software, or at least the ability to use it. And uh, um, they accessed one of the B's phones, and they realized and traced it back to Jamal Khashoggi was sending them money to buy these SIM cards because they didn't have money. And so he was doing what he could, which is legal in any other scope of the word. He's not doing anything illegal. These are legal SIM cards being purchased across the world with legal U.S. currency while he works for the Washington Post and is active as a diplomat uh, you know, and representative of, well, not representative of, but as as a diplomat and someone who has a positive Saudi Arabian, you know, vision. Mm-hmm. So this is discovered, and as soon as they get the opportunity, they realize that he's coming into the consulate. Fifteen men. Um. So he had an appointment to come get this marriage certificate. Uh, and the day before, 15 men flying on two different uh, Saudi Arabian national government planes landed in Turkey, got off. Um, several of them had government issue IDs and passports. They are on audio tape committing this entire crime. And they are known members of the Saudi Arabian government. Or some of them work for the government as like contractors. One of them was actually a, um, I believe, you know, in charge of dismembering the body. And his he was a medical expert. One guy was a, you know, was was you know, they all had different roles. And so, so the end of the story is, and the reason why this is so fucking insane is one. So many things lead back to the Saudi Arabian government just straight up killing this guy in front of the world, lying about it, and no one doing anything about it. Because what happened was the United States passed a bill to deny any and all arms trade to Saudi Arabia in response to this. Congress uh, passed the bill, Senate also approved it. It was ready to be a law, just needed to be signed by President Trump. What happens? Trump vetoes that motherfucker. And it's like, nah, we're going to, he says he didn't do it. We're going to sell him all these weapons. He says he knows nothing about it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's, it's so. Like, not that that's surprising of Trump to me by any means whatsoever. Yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, exactly. That and that was his justification. He's like, I'm not going to hurt us financially as a country for this. But however, which, you know, if you're counting simply dollars and cents, maybe a thing. But there was so much more at play here. Like, this dude was straight up... Um, this dude was straight up murdered and dismembered while his fiance was sitting outside waiting for him to come out of the building. 12 hours. 12 hours she said she stood out there and still has no relief. The, the the Saudi Arabian government says that they took eight men, put them in prison for life. Um however they will not release the names or photographs of these eight men. They just say they put them in prison. However, the brothers and family members of the bees, several of them Several of the bees have friends and family members sitting in prison, having committed no crimes, just sitting in prison as punishment to those that wow. are trying to speak freely in Saudi Arabia. And, you know, he was starting a revolution. That's it's fucking insane. Well, uh, and maybe the revolution had already started, but he was. Yeah, he was certainly helping. He was he was, he was, he was growing the fire him. for sure. And that's how that's how you're supposed to start a revolution. And then when when a government especially the American government, one that has a lot of pull around the world, has the ability to make a statement. You got to sack up and make that statement. Or, or, or at least be able to explain beyond the fact that it's a bad business decision 
Yeah. You know, yeah. like, like what makes, what makes the Saudi government so, or, or Saudi Arabia so untouchable? I understand they have tons of oil reserves. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, that's, yeah the, the, the oil reserves are massive. Don't get me wrong. However, they're not the only place with oil. You know what I mean? It's so it's so strange. I just don't get it. Because we were kind of energy uh, independent on the oil. Because yeah. we, we we had started uh, 2019 or 2020 was the first year that we've actually cut down our imports, right? Yeah. Here's another interesting fact. <clears throat> uh, 60, 68.8 um, or 68.8 or 28.4 million phone users in Saudi Arabia use prepaid mobile services instead of postpay. So that way they're wow, that's less a lot because I work in what's called the prepay instead of postpay. Yeah, right. Yeah. So basically, is is if they're and here's the other interesting fact you guys may or may not know. So, <clears throat> United States, if you go to AT and T, buy an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. That certain phones will stay locked for a certain period of time unless you buy them outright, right? But they everything is ran off your IMEI. But over in Middle East, none of that matters. Nothing is carrier locked whatsoever. So when the exchange students come over here um, to Bloomington, they we can put whatever sim they want in it. it doesn't matter. So that's where you're talking about those yeah. sims. But yeah. see, you can't do that here in the United States unless you're constantly buying burner phone, burner the, the, phone, burner phone. They were phone. in Canada and they wipe. They were buying burner phones. They, that and, and the guy who was organizing the operation just didn't have the cash. And, and most of our iPhones for the robberies in Indianapolis, that's where they went. Was the Middle East. Interesting. Wow. Yep. Whoa, that is and, a it, yeah. That's because they're locked here. So yeah. if you st- if you steal my iPhone that's sitting in front of me, and you can try like certain people can get it done, but it's still going to be considered carrier locked, whatever. But if you send it over there, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So they were having people. That's why Indianapolis. I think they lost over a million dollars a couple summers ago. Yeah. And iPhone sending them across overseas. You know, I I've told I told this to my wife a long time ago because she's not the type of person to do you know certain things that other that other women i guess would do for lack of a better term but stuff and well <laughs> sorry i had to go weird I with it i can't do that anymore we can go there if you want <laughs> no but. i know it's it's all good <laughs> um but you know she, there was this girl she was hanging around and she was you know kind of a girl that got around and i just told her you know you, you got to be careful who you roll who you run with because eventually your perspectives and your morals start to lean more towards them because you know that's your friend and you want to you want to get along with them and i i'm i'm kind of relating this to the united states and saudi arabia in this situation like mm-hmm. if if that's what's going on and and he can willingly just whether it's trump biden i don't give a shit who it is but if that can willingly happen because of a couple extra dollars like those guns aren't making that much money Compared to the compared to other things that are coming in and out of out yeah. of the United States, yeah, I yeah, I think I, I definitely agree. I it's I think it's definitely deeper than the whole business thing. I think that was just a crutch and a cop out. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah, it's one of those things where where you you really gotta you know check. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. And it's like you know, yeah, that that's one of the things that that. I, I don't understand is how that we can just be like, yeah, with this country that does this sort of shit. And we're just like, you know, 
How, dare, how dare you kneel on the flag during a, a football game? Oh, yeah. so he went in the building, was chopped up, and we're oh, okay. No, okay, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. do what you need to do. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. How dare you kneel during the national anthem? Well, well, but you can go ahead and cut this. Where's guy his moral up. compass at, bro? Yeah. yeah, and he worked for the United States company. Yeah, and and so so some of the interesting sort of sort of fallout from this is because he worked for the Washington Post. Obviously, um, it got. A ton of attention, and it and it caught a lot, you know, a lot of powerful eyes, and it was investigated by the UN. It was investigated by like the U.S. State Department. So that there, this audio tape is essentially undeniable. Um, however, the the UN can only suggest that that. Saudi Arabia do something about it and they walked out in the middle like it shows in the documentary it shows the two representatives of Saudi Arabia at the UN meeting walk out while Jamal, while Jamal Khashoggi's fiance is giving her two cents the Jesus. two Saudi Arabian officials just got up and the walked out disrespect it's insane and so you know this this dude controls uh this guy MBS controls uh you know um and his kingdom control a massive part of the oil reserves in the middle east and you know they just they just killed this guy in broad daylight essentially there's no laws out there the laws are yeah. i mean it's it, it is a completely different world and i hope we can have a guest on here pretty soon to talk about uh like the stuff that he's he's experienced out out that way there's more afghanistan but yeah still um I mean, it and there's and, there, there's a lot of overlap there. For and sure. it, it, there's I've heard like obviously you know like Africa they show you the terrible part, the terrible parts of Africa. But the majority of Africa is beautiful yeah. and thriving, and there's people in in neighborhoods yeah. and like they don't show you that. And there mm-hmm. is that in Saudi Arabia as well. Yeah. But it's a different it's a different aspect. It is like the alt the ultra wealthy like. Yeah people that aren't on Forbes like that's where they go yeah that's where they live because they, they, there are no wealth, laws yeah they, they, their wealth resides in gold you know it's, yeah it's, it's it's nuts it's it's insane um but yeah no I I wanted to I wanted to talk about that documentary just because it's like you know we talk about conspiracy theories all the time this is conspiracy fact yeah this is this is you, you know what I mean like, right in like, front of you yeah uh, so so you know um and you you know, uh, and Bezos. Let's talk about that for a second. The fuck are you own? Why is nobody talking about all the stuff that Amazon owns? Yeah, like, well, are people just scared to say monopoly? Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, that is a huge. I feel like that is a huge conflict of interest when you own a major media source in in the Washington Post, and you know you can put whatever you want in there to yeah. steer them towards your products or whatever that might be. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like, you know, um, MSNBC is Microsoft NBC. Like, like, you know, that's, that's, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's, it's pretty insane, but like to, so, uh, uh, I, I will say this kind of last thing about this documentary. So the reason why Jeff Bezos is a part of this story is because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington post. Um, and one of his employees, Jamal Khashoggi was killed and they know the Saudi Arabian government was in on it, and uh, Jeff Bezos was scheduled to appear at a uh, at a uh, um, summit in Saudi Arabia for uh, investment. It, w- it was an investment summit. He was invited to show up. He was, he was going to be one of the featured investors, and and they were going to break down the new you know 
paths moving forward for Saudi Arabia to, to, to advance more progressively in their country, and he did not show up. And, of course, this king took that as a direct sign of disrespect. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and um, you know, as well, he, it should have been. It was meant as a sign of disrespect. You killed one of my people. I'm not going to entertain investing money in you. And it's like, it, it's, it, it's so weird, though, that this film, I mean, like that, you know, good on you, Jeff Bezos. I mean, I, I don't know what else he could have done in trying to, you know, get the Saudi Arabian government to, to, to invest in it, to, you know, investigate this. But, like, you know, it painted him in a good light. But for some reason, Amazon will not promote this film to get watched by more people. It's like they're still protecting Saudi Arabia. Like, like we know the Saudi Arabian government was involved in killing this guy in broad daylight. And no one gives a fuck. So when when you know we get passionate about stories like Seth Rich, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like someone knows what happened to that dude. Someone knows what happened to a lot of these guys who, uh, and women, men and women both that have just died in these extremely weird scenarios. And they just we just you know it just goes by the wayside. At a certain point, you gotta fucking do something about. It. I don't know. It's crazy. It just it just. It just, you know, grinds my gears. That's I our guess. world, bro. Yeah. That's um, our world. So let's talk about Merlin. This oh, is something that, that, that you brought up the other day. We're, we're talking about Merlin the Wizard, um, or, or you know, as, as he's more known maybe in the Disney circles. <laughs> yeah, the reason why I find this so fascinating is because, um, you know, it's fantasy. When you hear, when when the story of Merlin in in and um this and stonehenge became connected and became kind of popularized not popularized but um more widespread people are like that's fantasy man that's a cool story but that's fantasy well there are there has been a uh discovery recently and um so a guy named nine nine hundred years ago a nine a guy named jeffrey of monmouth and in the way it's spelled it could be joffrey like that like yeah, yeah, I kind of have that 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 little accent over there. Shawfrey of Monmouth. Maybe that works. I don't know. Um, but he has a claim that Merlin, um, in basically told his men to go to Wales and capture this. Uh, I'm sorry, deconstruct this magical stone circle and bring it back to England so that he can create a memorial to the dead. And of course, um, Jeffrey had some other stories that had nothing to do with this that were just, you know, that weren't quite true. And there were some things that he did in the past that kind of discredited his his um, uh, honesty. So like like that, that was the initial count of this. Is yes. what you're talking about. Yes. The, the initial count of this was was kind of discredited by some of the things that this guy did. So like people just kind of threw it by the wayside. Gotcha, yes. gotcha, gotcha. Yes. Okay. And so years passed, 900 years or so, and a guy, um, he goes by Parker Preston, um, did some, he's been doing research on this for 20 plus years, and he has recently went to Wales and did some digging and found very similar um, tendencies that are uh, um, also showing up in, in England soil, rock formation, um, the radius of Stonehenge matches the radius of this um, ditch where a um, key-like rock formation would have been placed, which it 
like I said, represents the exact rocks and formation that is at Stonehenge. And so still people thought Parker Preston was kind of full of it and they started carbon dating it and the carbon dating uh, went back 3,300 years um, in the soil. How long? 3,300? 3,300 years. Um, and uh, the article was in, I read it in The Guardian. You can you can find it anywhere. Um, but it is it essentially was saying that these soils match, and the only way that they would match is because these rocks from Wales were brought over to England, and the same acidity the same acidity from those rocks that 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 they found in the soil in Wales is also in England. Gotcha. And so it has not been one hundred percent proven, but there is an art there there is a an essay going to be released in Antiquity. Uh, I think the is is where they're writing it and it's basically claiming that this story of merlin there is a strong likelihood that what jeffrey is talking about could be true and um more and more data is leading to this story of whether it was merlin or not um of stonehenge coming from wales over to england wow and and so so i guess why i find it so fascinating is because it's like i said earlier it's fantasy yeah yet it 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 seems to be likely now and and when you think of merlin you think of uh, hermetics you think of alchemy you think of witchcraft you know you think of the hocus pocus warlock stuff yeah and put some shit in a cauldron and a bunch of smoke coming out right right and if you know anything about stonehenge it is built to face um to um face the summer solstice and that is one of the main ritual aspects when it comes to okay certain um things like maybe resurrecting the dead or having something to do with or at least being able to maybe cross into that realm cross in that realm um create a portal like how many circle formations do we know yeah that are so that are supposed to be portals they've i mean i i can't remember what it was i listened to recently but they were talking about how you know um while crop circles can be you know created by men that some of them that are so like specifically designed you know are like like roadmaps essentially like that could be a way that you know and so the and so so i guess what i'm saying is like you know if if you do you know go down that rabbit hole and you do you know believe that that may potentially you know interdimensionally uh folks are able to you know pass messages through symbols then you know that would be one of the best ways of doing is setting something in stone in a symbol shape Mm -hmm. to try and, you know, resonate the energy on the summer solstice. You know, we know that the solstices themselves hold a ton of energy in in and of themselves, the winter solstice and the summer. Um, And yeah, no, that's so cool. Also, one of the key facts of them claiming that this is, that this possibly is true is that in Wales, it faced the same way towards the summer solstice as well. And so that's where a lot of the magic lore of it came from. Okay. Is uh, and but they don't know where, like I, I this this is just up until nine hundred up up until Merlin's account or the moving of Wales um, from Wales to England. I, I would like which to is know, not which is not like which is not like you know a couple miles. Oh that's, no, it's, that's fucking. They call it a hundred and hundred and forty mile a uh, hundred and forty crow miles or a, oh something. miles as the crow flies. Yeah, miles yeah, as the crow yeah. flies. The, which, um, 
a new book came out in 2013 about Merlin. It's actually Merlin, the most famous fictional wizard of them all, was actually a 6th century warrior king living in northern England. Oh, shit. Um, according to a new biography, the book to be published tomorrow claims that while King Arthur and Camelot almost were certainly never existed, Merlin was a real historical figure. I have heard that before, but I yeah. haven't heard in this aspect of it. He of was him a being a king. He was a leader of the Picts who fought off invading Irish horde almost a century after the accepted Arthurian period. Um, spent thirty years research and writing on the subject. Used a number of ancient Celtic poems and cryptic Dark Age sources. I want to know what that is. Yeah, cryptic Dark Dark Age sources. What the is hell it, does that mean? Uh, that is. Are they calling the knights like of the of the dark um, realm? Well, I mean, so so I mean, if the knights templar were sort of like what that sort of idea of Camelot and the and whatnot was the mm. you know the, the knights templar were practicing Masonic ritual. Yeah, you know that's that if if you wanted to put a, a dark spin on some shit, you could take that the whatever ritual they they had at that time and. You know, try to do some dark shit with it. You got to imagine that they're kind of trying anything and everything. It's mm-hmm. the time of magic and fucking warlocks, right? Like, yeah. I mean, it says the publication of Merlin, shaman, prophet, mag- uh, magician, coincides with Hollywood's latest addition to the canon, the movie King Arthur, which opens next week, starring Clive Owen as the king. It controversially insists that the great British, probably Cornish leader, was actually of Roman origin. Uh, Mr. Matthews, who acted as historical advisor on the movie, now believes Merlin, a significant tribal leader, fought at the historic battle of A-R-D-E-R-Y-D-D in 573, a bloody fight between the native people of Y-Gogig in the the old north of Britain invading Irish army. Interesting. Uh, He was, uh, the sources tell us, of this king or prince, Merwin, they actually spelled it M-Y-R-D-D-I-N, um, who took part in the battle and saw closer members die. Um, the site drove him mad, and afterwards he went to live alone in the forest. <laughs> you know what, Merwin? We've all felt that way, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's just like, fuck this, I'm out. Fuck what if, what if Merlin shit, was out. a What if Merlin was a king that, you know, just had the ability to house so, magic? I, I have this theory, and, and the more that we've kind of talked about this, so so... Uh, BJ brought it up earlier about Valentine's, St. Valentine's, and we've heard the story about Merlin. Dude, what if these character names that we know were just kind of these conglomerations of stories of other people that over the years have just kind of all molded into this one thing that's yeah. kind of like kind of like Shakespeare. They, they, yep. There's a lot of people who believe that Shakespeare was maybe like five or six different characters or five or six different folks that were kind of just signing the same mm-hmm. William Shakespeare um, and or, or that people could have just written all this stuff and not signed it and they just put they just William assigned it William Shakespeare. But but exactly the same thing right here. Merlin's name Mirdrin's that's how it looks M-Y-R-D-D-I-N's name was changed to Merlin around five centuries after his death and as writers retold the stories in French yeah so and he was uh, also put in Celtic punk Celtic poems too yeah, yeah. so it's, it's a lot like other things and so there so it's it's people it's like the kid it's like me when he tells make up stories to my kids or whatever I put my spin on it right so, yeah so oh exactly and 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 that's where and that's and that's where there's so many different things about it but it looks like he he was almost like a um um a warrior but they said he was like a warrior on, on like on one of the borders that's where how he really got his reputation because of the irish trying to invade 
Interesting. So, yeah, no, I dude, I really feel like it's totally possible that like these stories that have just been passed down and have been, you know, turned into cartoons or have been turned into this stuff, mm-hmm. like like the Greek myths. You know what I mean? Like they were these allegorical tales that got assigned to names mm-hmm. and, you know, got assigned to characters and, you know, how like um, the the uh, we've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but the Abner Doubleday sort of situation. Abner Doubleday uh, is credited with inventing baseball, mm-hmm. and he was also a World War One hero. And it's like that the only known credit of Abner, like the only known witness and the only known fact, factual information or account of Abner Doubleday creating baseball was that one guy when he was like 87 said that when he was six he heard Abner Day Abner Doubleday talk about inventing it so <laughs> Abner Doubleday so a 32nd cr- degree Freemason by the way Abner Doubleday was given the credit of owning uh, of, of creating and inventing baseball when it was very easily just sort of this molded version of, you know, cricket and stuff that came over mm-hmm. from, um, came over from England. But this guy has been given this credit, and also in, he invented it in Cooperstown, which is why that's where the Hall of Fame is. That's the story, and that you know he didn't he probably didn't invent shit, but they just assigned it to him because it made the best story. Mm-hmm. Like, and some people say that's sort of the same thing with Ben Franklin. Like Ben Franklin did invent some shit, yep. but like a lot of the shit around him was invented by other people that he maybe promoted and they just assigned or paid for or, or you know, maybe. And, and, and just that he was assigned as inventing these things yeah. because that's all it took was someone writing it down. Yep. We've yep. used it in modern times too. So you see yes. music factory is a great example. Yes. Um, they had a more attractive person in the video because, Oh yeah, just, have her they won't know but more people will like this mm-hmm. think about who's going to listen they're gonna be like well bj and nick invented this like who is that well they uh they, they use ben franklin's shop even yeah. though we just use the shop like oh yeah. ben franklin's shop all right cool yes. ben franklin and and there was no there was no way of verifying that no. you can't yeah yeah it's if someone said yes exactly it came i heard ben franklin talking about this he must have invented it and so like that's how that shit goes and Maybe it's that's like, how you got laid then like hey did you invent that <laughs> dude he was in he was he was into he was into the young ones man like he was, he was into, a weird i know right yeah he he was yeah he was into like the 14 15 year old 16 year old french girl that's why we t- i wish people quit bringing up our founding fathers like because the more we find out i'm like do we really were, want to talk yeah about yeah, do, yeah do, Slaves, do we want to go rapists, down this road has been franklin's house slave uh, owners they found all the dead people underneath there i was reading about that one yeah well and and i still want to have i still want to have mo in here to talk about that because she did a whole yeah. project on it i can't wait to hear that um but but yeah that's that's also pretty crazy and it's like yeah sure they they definitely you know developed a lot of you know anatomy science out of you know all these bodies that were found there but like at the same time yeah, you're a bunch of fucking bodies in your house. Hey, can I use but, a, Can I use your house? I got. Yeah. I got some bodies. Uh, was yeah, it I'm, for science? Yes, science. Yes, but, science. but again, think about what you were talking about earlier, Genghis Khan. I guess the 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 one name that we can really relate to is Osiris. Yeah. Because Osiris wasn't the greatest of kings, like especially when it comes to um, being fair to people. But in like Egypt, like in just learning about. Egyptian 
history and not like going to college and learning about, but just like learning briefly about it. They talk nothing. They they talk about him just like they would talk about yeah. Genghis Khan. Well, they just do the Stalin same too. Way they're doing. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Stalin killed. Wait, I mean, how many people we killed? But it's, we always get you know Hitler's the yeah. You, know, you never the hear Michael about Jordan Stalin. of killing people. Well, yeah. see, but but and the crazy thing about Stalin though is like they they love the Stalin. Yeah. You know, it's fucking Stalingrad. Like that's 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 you know that's the that's it's also that's a, that's another sort of um, you know rabbit hole but like yeah no it's it, it's so crazy and so like what if like it's we like you like like you said go, going down the, the the road of our forefathers george washington wrote in his diary that he spoke to little aliens in the fucking woods like that's we the our first president believed that he spoke to aliens in the woods if 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 biden were to say that he spoke to aliens in the woods or if Trump were to say that he spoke to aliens in the woods, they would be found unfit for office. But it's like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. well, actually, Trump, maybe not. Well, I can see Trump saying it like... Because he's, he's said probably way, way crazier shit than that. I, I can see Trump saying, uh, doing it as Norm MacDonald does Burt Reynolds on uh, Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to aliens. Yeah. Talk yeah. To aliens. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The aliens. Talk they, to aliens. We, we have the best aliens. <laughs> the greenest. We have the greenest the aliens. aliens. And, but I made them orange. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. they're orange, and then they had friends. Now they gave me crypto. They gave me Bitcoin yeah. for uh, Margot Lago. Yeah, yeah. But think about it. Like Washington had wooden teeth. What could, what could I do to his anatomy? Think yeah. about that. Oh like it's God, getting his, yeah. yeah. And he's talking to aliens, and then I just yeah. see on Facebook like our founding fathers. Like, dude, some of those like, dude, men are men have been sketchy. Men will always be sketchy. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like like Hamilton, bro. Hamilton was in love with two sisters and cheated on one of them with, like, I think the other one. And it's like, or cheated on her with someone. No, no, no. It, he didn't cheat on her with a scissor. But he definitely straight up just cheated on it. And they're just like, yeah, we need to put this on Broadway, dude. <laughs> yeah. This it's is like, a it's like, okay, show. sure. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah. He was in, influential in creating our country. Yeah, totally. My favorite but thing like, is. You know, if 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 we're in the cancel culture, we can't have a statute of limitations. My, my favorite, my favorite thing is, it was a different time. Yes, you don't understand. I was like, yeah. So they had nothing to distract them, so they did every dirty shit thing possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they they were feeding them the ego. How they could. Yeah, they were burning people to stake for being witches if they wouldn't drown or something yeah, like that. Yeah, exactly. Or, well, I mean, we were just like, I'm talking about men. I'm not talking about uh, human, the race. I'm just talking about men. Yeah. Like, there's we are some dirty, dirty people. <laughs> like, yeah, we are. And then if Man. you give us a little bit of power, think about it. If this show took off for you two and you guys got rich and famous, there's 50% chance one of you is being fucked up. Oh, I mean... <laughs> At one point in time, I'd be like, hey, I got a Coke problem. I'm like, oh, okay, check that off the list. Oh, man. Yeah, Diet I've, Coke, maybe. I've been there already, so I think that's Buck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no way, Not man. I, no, well, no, I, I'm just saying it would be it would be something way cooler than Coke. <laughs> I'm saying like GHB. Doing ayahuasca retreats. GHB or some shit. No. <laughs> we can't get him. Uh, concept. Yeah. He's uh, on the, Molly at all times. One of the guy, I, uh, one of my buddies or whatever, he went to Texas. And he stayed in the teepee overnight. Oh shit! Just high as could be. I was gonna say, Dude. did he do like a ritual? No, no. He just he just he was pretty upfront and honest. Uh, I don't think he's a deep thinker into the ritual stuff. Uh, more of the uh, I'm in a, a good aura type yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, a positive feeling. Oh, no, he's positive such a positive energy. dude. He's like, yeah, yeah. he's oh, yeah. like, I just stared at a spider for, for sure. like eight hours. Yeah, dude. Well, there's yeah, there's some places you can find in America now that go through the actual like Amazonian ayahuasca ritual. And it's like 
if you go down to the Amazon, you can stay between two weeks and seven days. And the actual ritual, I believe, is like a four day ceremony. And you have to like take a mud bath. You got to do certain like chants and be. I saw fasts. that. Yeah. It, I mean, there's a lot. Like everybody thinks you just go in and you take the psychedelic. And that is, that's not how no, it works. You, you, like your body, your physical body needs to be cleansed because if it's not. prepared for it. It's, it's in preparation did for it. Did we watch right, it? Right, right. Oh, where the, before they had to go down the Amazon River, they had to. Uh, there's even the camera guys had to take the uh, uh, had to smoke something or whatever, and like one guy was fine, the next guy was just thrown up like crazy. Oh shit! Because no. it's, spo- it's supposed to chase the demons away. Oh, yes. it's yeah, it's supposed to make you purge. Yeah, I yeah, watched yeah. that. I don't know if we watched that together. I but couldn't, dude, everything just runs together. We've been together yeah, a while now, but sure. I, I thought that was. But I was just like, could you imagine being the fucking camera guy, like, or me, like, yeah, I'll, I'll just record stuff. Like, no, you, no, no, yeah. you're not, bro. Yeah, yeah. And the guy was like, yeah, you have to in order to go down there. Yeah, and That's crazy. and I mean if these people are pro- are most likely doing this stuff too because that's that's a way of life for them they, so yeah I mean, they truly believe that there are demons in another realm which is where this ayahuasca takes you that can that can attach to you here you will never see them you will never i mean it's like angels and demons but it's it's just like a negative energy a negative entity and um yeah so you go through these these rituals for four days and then you know uh, the ayahuasca is two of those days i believe um and i mean they they have all different kinds of them but you can actually do that here in america now obviously you don't get the benefits of the amazon but uh, it's uh, i want to do it who knew the amazon were into peer pressure yeah Yeah, right (laughs) something to think about You want to go to the Amazon, but I mean, you ain't got pressure me. Um, <laughs> I would not survive the. Amazon, I'm licking dude. the toad, dude. I, I, I go to these. I go to the Amazon to help other people win, like to to to, <laughs> to save other people. Like a, a fucking panther runs up on me, like I'll take it, guys. I'm done. At my age, like, <laughs> I don't want to see my skeleton outside my body on some shit. I don't know. No, I got enough like real world stress. I don't want to be chasing my skeleton and jump back in my body. <laughs> <laughs> There's a um, Aubrey Marcus. Um, uh, if you follow Buck, then you know you know who Aubrey Marcus is. Um, but he has a video of him and some people he went with uh, uh, going through the ceremony and they're just like shitting and puking everywhere because it, there's a physical purge. That's why the whole cleansing, the that's physical where, cleansing process. That's where I saw it. Yep. Yeah, and um, so they they go through that and they show it and like they're like shitting and throwing up and like in between the shits and throw ups they're like chanting and going back into it and then they'll and then they get right back like it like they are completely you're you are completely out of your mind you are in a different realm and yeah. you are experiencing things that you will never be able to see here on this on this plane. My third eye is closed. <laughs> closed for business. I mean, if I, I think if I, I'm such a pessimist though. I think yeah. that's why I don't want to use any psychedelics because I just start fucking bitching and complaining. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, the weirdest, because they said you have to be in the right mindset. Every person well, I know, every person I know that that does it and still does it, like you have to be in a, good, a certain it mindset. It depends. It depends on your approach. If you're gonna microdose, I would. I honestly, for anyone like that, feels like they want to want to experiment with um psychedelics uh i'm not a medical doctor and you know definitely consult with one of them if you uh really feel like you want to get into it and want to get a professional opinion but from my personal experience if you're gonna get into it for the first time i would microdose because if you don't enjoy it 
you're not stuck in it that long. And it's also not that heavy. Mm-hmm. If you microdose, it really is just kind of getting your body used to whatever it is that you're using. Yeah. Personally, my experience has been with psilocybin mushrooms. And, you know, maybe a, a, a half a gram maybe is just is 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 a is a, you know, a lot. It, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is. It, it is. It's definitely not a natural microdose. No, however, it's not a microdose. However, however, for me, someone who has, you know, utilized said medicine, sure, um, yeah. it is uh, it's a it's a very it's like having a couple beers, but you don't feel any of the bad shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Like like as far as a body buzz goes and as far as like, I'm not seeing purple dinosaurs and shit like that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like that's sort of something that, that you hear in the movies, but but definitely don't. Like you said, BJ, I definitely second that because you, someone like someone like that, I would definitely not say dive into a lot right away. De- de- definitely take it slow, and you know <laughs> that was yeah, yeah. You, yeah, we, we, a, I, I have have we done that episode yet? Uh, no, we have not. Actually, well, then we probably need to do that one at some point. But yeah, no, it's definitely one of those things that uh, take take it lightly, like anything else. Um. I mean, don't take it lightly. Take it in moderation is what I meant to say. All right, y'all. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, thank you guys for staying. We, we covered a lot of shit today. That was yeah, cool. Yeah, we did. Yep. Um, you know, that's what happens when you get bailed on. Uh, you have a way better conversation. Um, so, yep. you know, it's one of those things. Uh, so I want to thank everybody for um, tuning in and uh, follow me at Uncle Buck's house. You can follow the podcast at Uncle Buck's podcast. Um, yeah. In Oaks 555 is where you can find me. And BJ, tell people when you got any podcasts coming up? Um, no. No, so right now, just okay. podcast comes out on Mondays, which which that comes out in Uncle Buck House. And I have some stuff in the work. Okay. But I have to go uh, to Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Damn, that's I'll, sad, I'll be in Wisconsin when this, hopefully. Yeah. Because we're supposed to get dumped a bunch of snow tonight. Yeah, we'll see <laughs> how that goes. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thanks you all so much for coming out. And also, I, w- I want to thank everybody again for coming out and supporting Kettletop Comedy. Um, there's uh, there's going to be um, some expansion happening in that department. So follow my Instagram feeds for some changes and collaborations and. Um, expansions of comedy in uh, the East Central Indiana area. So, um, thanks y'all so much for stopping by. We're, we're going out to uh, Lake Street Dives hypotheticals. Obviously, we're at the beginning of something. I don't expect you to know where it's gonna go. But I believe we might be on to something And I just thought maybe you should know I've been